Hello, and welcome to the Pathmic Psychiatry for Primary Care podcast. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we have one of our amazing pediatricians, Kelly Luck, who's here to talk to us about kids with ADHD and comorbidities and how we treat them. Thanks so much for joining us, Kelly. Sure. You are bringing us a case of twins today. Why don't you tell us more about the twins? Sure. Um, so these uh, twin girls are fraternal uh, twins. They were the, they're now eight years old, product of um, uh, IVF pregnancy, sperm donor, um, so single mom uh, with an uncomplicated pregnancy and delivery. Their past medical history is really uh, pretty unremarkable. One twin, I'll call her twin F, she was hospitalized at 18 months of age with a cervical lymphadenitis, um, but otherwise no health issues. Twin L has always been um, maybe a more anxious child, I would call her. She had, she's always had significant sleep problems, uh, has used sort of melatonin off and on, uh, sleeps with mom. Mom describes her as being a thrasher, moving around, um, just not getting good sleep. Both girls have always been super high strung. Uh, and as young patients in the office, they were always the ones that were clinging to mom, wouldn't separate from her. Mom didn't really have good boundaries. And so it was always a little difficult to tell whether it was parenting or whether it was the kids. Um, they never would cooperate with any part of the exam. And even now at age eight, when they come in, um, you know, one of them is usually hiding under the exam table, won't come out, won't speak to me. Um, they don't really let me touch their bodies. Um, it's always a big struggle and mom's sort of passive. So they're both attending their local um, public school, as well as the school's after-school care program. They've been in separate classrooms. Last year in second grade, um, I'll call her twin L, the more anxious twin. Um, that teacher was more concerned about her lack of attention and disruptive behaviors and suggested that mom pursue some testing. Mom decided to have both of the twins assessed then because she felt like twin F um, was not really sort of working to her potential either. So both girls were assessed at Morrissey Compton last spring at the end of second grade. And the twin uh, L uh, was by Morrissey Compton diagnosed with ADHD combined type, as well as anxiety. And twin F was also diagnosed with ADHD combined type, as well as auditory processing disorder. And a note that mom also found disturbing um, on her assessment was that she had quite poor empathy. So they were both uh, enrolled this summer in a social skills group through Morsi Compton. The more anxious one, per mom's report, sort of refused to participate, refused to get out of the car. Um, you know, it was a, a really difficult uh, setting for her. Mom was ready to try medication. She felt kind of relieved with this diagnosis, uh, these diagnoses, because she was beginning to feel that it was all her parenting skills and or lack thereof. So she was kind of relieved to find that they had something that, uh, you know, could be helped with medication, behavioral therapy, et cetera. So it does sound like mom struggles with parenting and especially with kids who maybe need firmer boundaries and more structure. Kids mm -hmm. with anxiety and ADHD need that. So I would also refer her to parenting resources. Uh, Parent Projects has great classes 
Um, but there's a lot of parenting resources for kids that struggle. Uh, PCAT might be helpful. I do think help with parenting will help the kids. Yeah. For mom's benefit, we decided to try the um, same medication for both of them. They can't swallow pills, so we needed to choose something that could be sprinkled on food. Of course, the girls were resistant, took a lot of controlling. Uh, but so we initially tried Adderall XR at five milligrams. Maternal grandmother is also sometimes a caretaker. There's the after school program, there's the teachers. So mom was getting feedback from a variety of sources. And early on, five milligrams didn't really seem to be doing much. So she went up to 10 milligrams. You know, very well may be that she's sort of lumping them both into one category when she sees somebody not responding as well or having difficulty. But after 10 milligrams, she didn't really think that there was much benefit either. So she went up to 15. And then there were some conflicting issues. Um, less disruptive for the more disruptive twin, who is twin L, the anxious one. Um, but she was having significant tantrums and meltdowns uh, late in the day, which was when mom would see her. And that was making sort of their evening time super difficult. Uh, it sounds like maybe twin F also wasn't uh, uh, on her best behavior either in the afternoon because they were physically uh you know, getting into altercations in the after-school program, which they hadn't been before. So we decided that um, because of sort of the end of the day difficulties, we would then try um, a methylphenidate instead. So we stopped the Adderall and switched to uh, Metadate 10 milligram capsules. Mom initially thought that Twin F was more centered and calm. She kept her at the 10 milligrams. But within a couple of weeks of being on that, she developed a very significant eye blinking tick, which everybody found super bothersome. She was getting teased at school. She didn't want to take the medication anymore. So she stopped the medication. The other twin, L, on the metadate was maybe less disruptive, but hyper. The teacher described her doing push-ups on the carpet as she was doing quiet reading. So mom increased the dose to 15, but tantrums, mood swings, outbursts at the end of the day were uh, a consistent problem and too much for mom to manage. So stop. And on the Adderall, was there also negative feedback during the day at school or it was just after school and at home? I think it was mostly just after school and at home. So during on the Adderall, mom had um, it was spring break and mom took the kids to Cancun, just herself and the two kids. And so it was kind of excited to see sort of what the medication did during that time. And she was super distressed by their not eating. So in the middle of the day, they didn't eat. So initially she thought that their end of the day meltdowns was because they weren't just hangry and, you know, um, but also decided during that time that on the Adderall that she didn't really see a whole lot of improvement in their behaviors while she was with them on this vacation. So we took a break for a little bit, school finished, but then they're in full-time, you know, camps after, you know, these day programs and they were having some difficulty. They were fighting a lot. They weren't making friends. So mom really felt like she wanted them to be on something else. So I, uh, we, off medicine. 
these fighting yes making yes yep okay. yep yep they you know, this was a a brief break between the metadata and you know school was over so we took a little breather as i decided what else i could do so at the beginning of july we started them on 10 milligrams of stratera and mom's feedback you know i said it was going to take a while you know let's sort of regroup in you know a month and see where they are and so her message at that time was um, maybe a little bit better but still feels like there's a lot of room for improvement and so we went ahead and went um, up to the 1.2 milligrams per kilogram per dose um, so they're both on 25 milligrams of stratera her follow-up to me on that dose um, several weeks later is that, you know, there's really no, no improvement. Um, and she feels like there still is significant room for improvement. Their behaviors are still not right. You know, they've started new school um, year and the feedback is that things aren't going well. So now the issue is what to do. Do I add Intuniv, something else, start over, help. <laughs> Happy to help. So one thing I do, because in our discussion about this family, initially, this mom is herself very scattered and sounds like lumps both girls together sometimes isn't necessarily right. the best historian. So mm -hmm. I would also, before we give up on the Stratera, I would see what the teachers think. Okay. Um, or um, if you can get a hold of their, if they went to a consistent summer camp and you can get a hold of that person, because there might be more benefit than moms letting on it's also a different environment. It's, it's a more structured environment in school. Um, mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that we're not selling the Stratera short. Maybe there is some benefit. And if there's some benefit, but not enough, you can augment Stratera with either an alpha agonist or a very low dose of a stimulant. They have mm -hmm. sort of additive effects. So even if they didn't tolerate stimulants at higher doses, they might tolerate it in conjunction with Stratera. So it's something to think about. Um, but my first question is, what was mom's expectation of the Adderall? Number one, right? If they're in Cancun with no structure and no boundaries and mom's super passive, what was she expecting to get out of it? Right. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe did it work at school? Because a mm -hmm. lot of times when kids come off of stimulants, they get a crash and they have really out of control, horrible behavior when the stimulant wears off. Right. And that's our situation. I actually think trying Vivance makes sense um, because it would last much longer and carry them through the evening without the crash. Mm -hmm. So that's a possibility for both of them. Okay. It sounds like they had very different experiences with the metadate. Mm -hmm. So one of them seemed to be more centered on 10 milligrams and then when it wore off, the behavior was worse. So again, we're in that same, was it a crash? In which case you could do meditate twice a day, or if that just really doesn't feel possible for these kids, you can give them Quillivant. Quillivant sugary and kind of tastes like banana nerds. And so sometimes kids love it and it's more like a treat than a medicine. Mm -hmm. And it's liquid, so it's easier to give them. There's also a great chew. So depending on what flavor they like better. That and, the, be and the benefit to the Quillivant would be what? It lasts longer than Metadate and wears okay. out of the system more slowly. So you're less likely to get a crash. Uh-huh. Okay. And since they don't like pills, they might be more open to taking it. Okay. 
uh, and it could be administered once a day rather than them having to get a dose at school or after school, which is a little mm -hmm. more difficult. Mm -hmm. But the child with anxiety sounds like the medicines make her feel worse and more anxious. Mm -hmm. And that one of the main questions I get about kids with comorbid ADHD and anxiety is how do you know which to treat first? Mm -hmm. And the reality is, ADHD can cause anxiety, right? Because if you're always getting in trouble and you feel like no matter how hard you try, other kids can do it and you can't and what's wrong with you, that's a very trapping, horrible feeling. And so when you ask kids, well, what do you worry about? What situations do you feel bad or edgy in? And it's always back to the ADHD. And you think, oh, well, if we discovered a very ADHD, that would be fine. Well, then I'm going to go ahead and treat the ADHD, mm -hmm. right? But if they worry, well, what if my parents die? What if a burglar breaks in? Something bad is going to happen. If I touch this, something bad will happen to my mom, you know, kind of more of an OCD symptom. Then it has nothing to do with the ADHD. It's purely comorbid. Stimulants might worsen that anxiety because they do increase the norepinephrine, their norepinephrine reuptake inhibitors. And we know that that can increase anxiety and agitation. So I usually tell parents, we're going to treat the anxiety first. And then look at the ADHD. If they really don't want to do that, because some parents are totally open to treating ADHD, but not anxiety, because that makes sense. But, you know, stigma. <laughs> Yay. Right. Uh, <laughs> I will go with something like Calibrate, which over in Europe is approved for depression and anxiety and care for ADHD. Uh, so that's, you know, a really nice thing we can look at. Or I will look at the alpha agonist because they're less likely to cause anxiety and agitation, though they still can. Still an unusual but possible side effect. Um, or Stratera does have some data in treating both anxiety and ADHD, though it's not quite as strong as some of the others. It's still on the table, right? So if they're mm -hmm. only willing to treat the ADHD, those are really good things to look at. Okay. I would treat the kids separately. And I know that's going to be harder for mom. Mm -hmm. I don't really encourage mom to get her own assessment and treatment because it sounds like she really struggles with ADHD herself. Right. To help her manage this and yeah. get the extra parenting support. But they're going to need likely separate medication plans unless a longer acting amphetamine is helpful for both kids, which I think is on the table as a possibility. We don't really know the answer. Yeah. Um, but if it's not, it sounds like at least one kid it's on the table for the other kid. We might have to go with a different pathway and really focus on the anxiety first mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. those kind of dual treatments. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for the anxious one, if mom thinks behavior is sort of improving on well, no, she's already said that maybe not so great on Stratera. Um, so basically, as you mentioned, that sometimes Stratera is useful in treating both of those, but otherwise you would just stop that and go to an, an anxiety medicine. Yeah, so if she's correct and there's been no benefit, so again, I'm going to say we need an outside you know, yeah. collateral. On right, right. Mm -hmm. um, then I would just go ahead and stop it. And I would consider... Kelbri or, you know, a traditional SSRI for the anxiety. If mom's done well on an SSRI, for instance, or grandma, that could be a good choice. And then coming back to the ADHD later. Mm -hmm. 
And then for the other one, it sounds like either something like Quillivant that's longer acting or Mm -hmm. Vivant that's longer acting would work. Concerta, you can't make tolerable for these kids, right? It's just a tablet you can't cut. Right. Mm -hmm. But Vivant, you can open it up and put it in water or something else. And the other ones are liquid or chews. Mm -hmm. They should be able to tolerate it. And the Adderall XR really does not last as long as the Vivance? Yeah, no. So on average, Adderall XR lasts for about eight hours and Vivance lasts for 12 to 14. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it does sound like there was significant appetite suppression. So right. that's, again, a great parenting approach. Maybe there can be a behavioral reward system for eating something at lunchtime, mm-hmm. even if they aren't hungry. And for some kids, I actually have them do protein shakes mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they get in protein and nutrients. It's easier to drink something than it is to eat. Yeah. But what I tell them is your hunger signal is turned off and you're still hungry. It's like a whole bunch of cars are sitting at the traffic light waiting for it to turn green. But there's tons and tons of cars there. The traffic light's broken. So you have to pretend it turned green and have food anyways. So that the cars can move through. Okay. I use a lot of traffic metaphors. I don't know. I still like really click with people. Um, when I, before I used a metaphor, everyone would just kind of look at me blankly. <laughs> so you you got to move those cars through, right? You want to get where you're going. So okay. you need to eat anyways so that they can go. Once they and parents kind of recognize, oh, it's just that last signal part. It's not that I'm not hungry. They're a little bit more willing and kids are never willing just based on conceptual reasons. They have to have like a real core reason. Like I'm going to earn a prize mm-hmm. if I eat my lunch. And hey, that's why we have all these great behavioral plans. Right, right. Okay. Um, and that's something mom could ask for help with the school with is, you know, either having the behavioral plan enacted at school or letting her know so she can give the prize after school ends. Again, helpful if her ADHD is treated. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Let me see any follow-up questions. Going back to anxiety uh, and ADHD, do you think there's a difference in how you would approach it based on age, like in a younger versus an older child that can give you more feedback? Yeah. So little kids who clearly have a lot of signs of anxiety, but they're not able to talk about it a lot. If they also have comorbid severe ADHD. So in a four-year-old, I'm not just going to treat someone because they have trouble sitting still in class, but we all have those kids who come in and they've broken like four bones and they've run out into traffic and almost died. And you're like, okay, I've got to treat this kid. Mm -hmm. They did do some crossover studies where they looked at groups of kids that had both comorbidities and half the kids got started on an SSRI and half the kids got started on a stimulant. And then the plan was to cross over more kids on the SSRI side needed to cross over. All of them essentially needed to cross over and get ADHD treatment after their anxiety was treated, but fewer kids crossed over and needed the SSRI. So if they started with a stimulant, they didn't necessarily need the SSRI if they started with the SSRI, they always needed the stimulant in these studies. But the factors that predicted were they still going to need the SSRI were essentially, is the anxiety caused by the ADHD? 
mm-hmm. or is it separate? And really little kids, we can't always tell. So I often will start with a low dose stimulant because then we know very quickly how things are going to shake out. And mm-hmm. I just warn the parents that if it's really a big anxiety driver that's separate, it might make things worse. So don't try it and then send them to school mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in case it makes it worse. Um, and we know too that stimulants can cause aggression. They can cause anxiety or depression, even independent of comorbidities. So I never actually suggest that people try things and send their kids to school. We want them to be home uh, for the first few days when they're trying something new, ideally. Great. Super helpful. Thank you so much for joining us today, Kelly, and bringing this awesome case. Yeah. Thank you for your help. 